Thank you, team. How beautiful was that song? Let's give Ruby Kenny and the team a clap. Ruby led that song for us at Light Conference and it was just beautiful. And again, it was beautiful this morning. So thank you for blessing us with that. It's now my honour and privilege to introduce an incredible young man, Ryan Perno. He's got his new preaching jacket on. I said, did you get a new jacket for preaching? He's like, no, no, it's just, I don't know, I don't know what he got it for. But anyway, it's a cool jacket. And whenever Ryan shares, you know, he um, just sees things so uniquely and creatively, but also he presents the word with such authority and truth and power. It's refreshing. I know you're going to love what he has to say this morning. So let's give him a hand and um, let's be expectant this morning. Thanks, Ryan. What'd you say? Let's be expectant. <laughs> awesome. Well done, Ruby and everyone. Um, but you know, you took my moment f- from me in, at Light Conference. Like, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It was good. Yeah. Everyone needs that. What? Oh well, you know. So we did that song, and then and then, you know, I started leading. Right, I started leading a song, and I was halfway through the set. Right, and then Sarah gets up and says, "Let's go back to Ruby's song." So <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> so you know, sometimes yeah, you just got to step back and. It's, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> once, once you hand over the mic, it's never unhandbackable. I don't know what the right word is. But, um, yeah, I just think I'll, I'll explain the moment. Ruby, I think it was a moment where the next generation was, um, you know, in the Bible when David plays his heart for Saul and um, Saul was in torment and it brought peace. And I just really felt that there was something of the young warrior generation a voice rising up to bring peace to a generation in torment. So I said, let's go back to that song. And it was just a beautiful moment. And it makes me teary just to think about this young warrior generation singing and bringing peace to a generation in torment. And yeah, but Ryan's song was great too. <laughs> and we're the old souls, you know, just, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting old. Far out. Um, So I'm going to pray, because then if, if I do a really bad sermon, then we can just blame it on God, because God didn't help me. <laughs> God, yeah, we just thank you, Lord, just for being here today, God. We thank you, Lord, for um, all that you did at Light Conference, God. We thank you for each and every one that you spoke to individually, God. We just know that um, only eternally will tell just all that you did and all that you begun and all that you um, spoke in that conference, God, and or in that camp and just the relationships that were built, God. And we do pray, God, for each one that was impacted, God, and, and we pray for their family, God. We pray that you would continue the good work that you started them and that it would not be um, just, I don't know, stolen away from the enemy, God, but you would just do everything that you've planned for each of those people, God, who went. And we just even just as a church family, God, we just stand with them, God, and we just pray um, for them, God, and just declare that the best is yet to come for them, God. We pray, God, for an amazing future, God, for those young kids, God. We pray, God, that, um, yeah, that the enemy wouldn't steal the word that you've placed in their heart, God, but it would go down deep and produce a hundredfold, Lord. And God, we thank you for this morning, Lord, and um, yeah, we just bring it before you, God, and um, I don't know what else to pray, but thank you for your peace. Amen. Awesome. So I'm just going to talk, I thought a few, like after last time I preached, I thought next time I preach, I'm just going to speak about the gospel. And so that's all I just wanted to do is just go, I'm going to preach the gospel. And because who knows as a church, we can talk a lot about a lot of things, but 
we're only here because of the gospel. And, and that should be our primary aim, is to bring the gospel into our world. And so, um, yeah, so, so I'm just going to do that. And I, I love the gospel because um, it's, it, I guess it's, what is that verse that says, it's the power of God unto salvation if all who believe. Like, it's the power of God. It's, it's exa- and it's, it's very simple, but it's very powerful. And, um, yeah, so I'm just going to talk about the gospel. And so I had a few titles, options, and um, I thought of this one. It could be, do you want to hear the good news or the good news? <laughs> do you want to hear the good news first? So tell me if you want to hear the good news first. Okay. All right, sweet. <laughs> okay. So there's an awesome verse in Isaiah 61. So I've just got like, I was with Ebony up the back putting up all the Bible verses, and I've got a lot of Bible verses. So we're just going to get into some Bible verses, and hopefully um, we pull out of it some, some good stuff. And so it's just a whole bunch of Bible verses. So, all right, just so you're prepared. Okay, so it's a Bible study today. So the Spirit of the Lord, so this is in Isaiah 61, and it's a prophet named Isaiah, and he's um, prophesying, right? And, and we know now, in hindsight, <laughs> that, and he might have known then, but he was actually speaking of a Savior to come, the M- Messiah. And so he was, and because we know that, because when Jesus came, he actually quoted, the, he got in front of church, pulled out the scrolls, and he actually read this, read this exact passage, and he sat down and he basically, and he said to the people, and this is the, like, I am he, basically. After he said that, he goes, yeah, and that's, um, I'm the one who this guy's talking about. So have a read in Luke. That's what it says. So it says, this is about Jesus. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And so... The kind of key thought of this whole talk that I've just brought some stuff with today is just that the gospel is good news. And so it doesn't say that the Spirit of the Lord anointed me to bring bad news to the poor. <laughs> like, because who knows, they've got a lot, if you're poor or you're brokenhearted or you're in prison, you've got a lot of bad news already. And who knows, out in our lives, we've got a lot of bad news. You know, um, I, I'm not going to share too much of my bad news. <laughs> but we've, we're going to have bad things happen and there's going to be a lot of bad in our life. And often, we'll, you know, you might get sent to prison for doing something. You might have a broken heart. Um, you might get broke, you know, and these things happen. But it's so good that the heart of God is that he wants to bring good news to us. And there's, there's, so there's good news for us. And so it's just, it's an amazing. And do you know the, the word gospel in the Greek, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but it's, it looks like Yagaglian. Um, it's, it, what was that? Oh, that's Greek, yeah. Greek yogurt, I love it. Um, we love the Greeks. So, <laughs> the gospel, the word gospel translates to good news or good tidings. So that's what the gospel is. It's good news. It's, it's amazing news. And so I've got, this is an awesome, awesome proverb. I love proverbs. I reckon proverbs is like King Solomon's Twitter page. Like, it's just... Little tweets, tweets. tweets. If I reckon Solomon would have had Twitter and posted all these. Um, (laughs) He was the wisest man ever to live and the richest. Not bad. Um, (laughs) So Proverbs 12.25, pop it up. So this is an awesome verse. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. 
So anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him, makes him glad. It's a pretty simple verse, but I'm just going to unpack So this kind of verse. So just leave it up there. And so anxiety. So the Hebrew word, which I'm not going to try and pronounce again, which simply, it simply means anxious. Imagine that. <laughs> or care. So it's a care in your heart. It's, it's, it's anxiousness in your heart. And according to the ancient Hebrew lexicon, so this is when they, I think, drew like little symbols instead of kind of more typical stuff. So anxiety is likened to the darting back and forward of fish in the water. So that's kind of what I said, or the moving in and out of a tent. And so anxiety is like moving back and forwards in your mind. It's where you can't settle on something. You're going, what did they say about me? What do I think? Um, just going back and forth from from basically, I guess, the word of God to who, said, who God says you are and then to who maybe you think you are. And it can be in any situation. It's just when you're going back and forth in your mind and, and that's what anxiety is. And I think it's an amazing picture. So going in and out of a tent. So you just can't settle. It's just, and who knows, that's exactly what it feels like. And, you know, anxiety, being anxious is exhausting. It's just in your mind, just going on and on and on. So even you're trying to Sometimes at Subway trying to decide which bread to get. And you're like, oh, should I get that? But then if I get that, then I kind of pickles with that. And that. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's obviously a deeper issue going on there than um, what bread to get at Subway. But, you know, we become anxious and we run around in our minds. And um, who knows? That I think it's been said that um, our generation is one of the most anxious. You know, it's... It's, it's running rampant and, you know, in all of our hearts we have anxieties and um, we've all felt that in, at a big scale and at a small scale. But anyways, Proverbs 12.25, so anxiety in a, in a man's heart, so anxiety, weighs him down. So, and some versions say that anxiety in a man's heart causes depression. Um, the Hebrew word there, yashina, which I can't say, according to Brown... Driver Briggs' definition means to weigh down, to bow down, or to depress. So, and what is interesting, so this is really cool. So, so anxiety, that kind of, uh, the chaos in your mind, and we sung about peace just before, it, it, it causes, you know, it's up here in your mind, and it's anxious in your heart, and you can't, and you can't you've got nothing to hold on to, and, you know, life is chaotic. And it ends up, it says, it weighs you down. So the anxiety in your heart, ends up bringing you to your knees and it's like and it says it depresses so it pushes pushes down on you and do you know what I found you know I found really interesting about about um, when I was reading about these words is the same word that it says it causes them to go down it's actually derivative of bowing down in worship and I just found that the reason why I found that interesting is because worries worry and anxiety isn't a bad thing and worry and anxiety comes, and worry and anxiety will cause you to bow down. But what, what worry is trying to do is right, depress you and keep you there. But the beautiful thing about this is that from this place, when we're weighed down in worry, we can actually worship. We can actually, what we're supposed to do, so worry isn't supposed to um, stay with us. It's supposed to bring us to our knees. So God, I can't do this anymore by myself. I don't want to do this anymore by myself. And the beautiful thing is that we're not supposed to do it by ourselves. You know, it's pride to think that we're supposed to do our life by ourselves. It's pride to think that, you know, I'm going to live how many years I and just do the best I can and, you know, try and control everything and try and, you know, and it's awesome to do the best you can. But, you know, we can't do this life by ourselves because we weren't designed to do this life by ourselves. And 
I just love that because the same word that it's, it says it causes depression or it weighs down is a derivative of to bow down in God, before God in worship. And this is awesome because Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then it's in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, Casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. And do you know the crazy thing is before... The verse before that, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time he may exalt you. And, you know, so it's okay to feel anxiety. It's okay to feel, be worried about your kids, be worried about this, be worried about whether, you know, your money is going to come from, be worried about your job, be worried about whatever it is. That's perfectly fine. Sometimes, I shouldn't be anxious. I don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. But um, worry is like fuel to pray. And so when you worry about stuff, when you have that anxiety in your heart, don't keep it bottled up. You know, it's meant to actually bring you in a posture before God and actually go, God, I need you. And so <laughs> I, I just love that. I was like, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, worry is not bad. It's just damaging depending on what we do with it. So if we hold it in our hearts, it'll just keep weighing us down, keep weighing us down. But if we give our worries to God, give all those things on your mind, give, those, give your future to God and pray for it. You know, pray for what God, um, even what you think God wants to do. Pray for that. Pray for what you want God to do and leave it with God and then he will lift you up. That's what it says. He will exalt you at the proper time. I just need a drink. So we'll just have a think about that for a sec. Sailor. Sailor. Sailor Tom. Um, so anxiety in a heart, and this is the kind of part I wanted to focus on. So anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. A good word. And um, so the word good there in Hebrew, which is, I got the pronunciation, is tob. Tob, no, it's like torb. You know, you press play on the little translation, dude, and then he tells you how it says it. I remember that one. So it means to be good, be pleasing, be joyful, be beneficial, be pleasant, favorable, happy, um, delightful, delicious, sweet or savory in taste or odor, be pure and clean, cheerful, gleeful, and so especially derivatives of joyful. I was just in a bit of my research of what the word good there. And yeah, the gospel, so as I said, the gospel is the good news. And so we, what we can't do, we can't twist the gospel into being bad news for people. It's actually good news. It's good news that we have God who loves us so much that he gave the most thing, precious thing to, it, um, to us, which is his son, so that we could, if we believe in him, we'll live forever. And, you know, we have, it's, just, it's really good news. And um, I don't know about you, but yeah, like, so when I, when I first started thinking about God, I didn't, I, I thought you had to, I thought you grew up a Christian or you didn't. And so I thought you um, were either a Christian or you weren't. And I didn't know that anyone could be a Christian. And so I, I found out in year six when I was um, in, in school. And um, my teacher told me that anyone can be a Christian. All you have to do is just pray to God and um, go from there. And so, um, yeah, so the gospel causes joy. It's something that we should be excited to share with people. And it should impact us in, in, in a positive way. Um, if we really understood how much God loves us, I think we'd all be a little more joyful. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of Bible verses again. So Hebrews 1 verse 8 to 9. 
So your throne of God is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated weaknesses, wickedness. Therefore, God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And this is speaking about Jesus. So he was anointed with the oil of gladness. How good is that? That so Jesus, we can often paint a picture of Jesus as kind of a, you know, a harsh man with a beard. But it says about Jesus that he was, he had, he was um, with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. So anyone that was around him, he was glad. He was more glad. And, and that probably shows why kids love to be around Jesus, because he was a, probably a lot of fun. And, you know, kids were drawn to him all the time. And, um, you know, the disciples, oh, get, get away, kids. And he's like, no, let them come to me. So... I, you know, kids, kids, who knows kids, they don't go to grumpy looking people. <laughs> They're just like, oh, and so he, it was, I reckon he was pretty fun, pretty fun guy to be around. And so Romans 14 verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. So that's in the context of basically rituals and what you should and shouldn't do, but of righteousness, which is a gift from God and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's a, the kingdom of God in a nutshell. It's not a batter, matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I'm just trying to unpack this a little bit. So we just, I just find it interesting. that, And so Hebrews 12 verse 2. So this is talking about the cross. Probably the, the gloomiest part of the Bible was when God died and God was murdered. So let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So it was for the joy set before him. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we would just feel bad for the rest of our lives and continue the same way of living and you know but it was for the joy set before him. So Jesus saw a day. He had he went through the crucifixion because he saw a future when we would be made right with God, when we would be able to live forever with him. And so he was excited and he, you know, had to go through that, but it was for the joy. Jesus was God's great rescue plan. So John 13 verse 7, 17, the Bible's clear that he didn't come to condemn the world. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And that's how God sees us. God sees us that he's not, he's not trying to condemn us. He's actually trying to lift us up. And he wants us to be saved. And so Isaiah 61, again, so the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So that's what Jesus came to do. Do you know, we know bad news sells in this world. <laughs> um, you know, but the good news saves. Um, the, world, the world's desperate for good news. We're just so desperate to hear it. Um, you know, we're in a generation where anxiety, like I said, is just running rampant and we're just desperate for that, for that good news. And um, uh, where am I? Yeah, so God, God, God loves people. And, you know, some, nothing will stop the gospel being received by people than if you're mean to people. If you've got like a mean spirit towards people, people aren't going aren't gonna to want to listen to the gospel. Um, so Matthew 5 verse 16, it just says, um, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Um, and so this, and then Colossians 4 verse 2, yeah, verse 2 to 6, 
Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that the God that God may open a door for our message. So this is the message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in change. Chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. So this is how we should treat people who don't know Jesus. Make the most out of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So let's be like that. Let's talk to people with grace and kindness. And, you know, that's how we should, that's, that's how we should be to people. Um, um, so, and it's good because I'm not, I'm not just saying this is what we should do. This is what, this is what the Bible is saying. And, um, you know, it's so, I'm so glad that we don't have bad news to share with people because how hard is it to share bad news? Um, it's the worst thing when you know you've got something bad to tell someone and you're just like, how am I going to, are they going to go blow up at me? Are they going to go crazy? I remember, um, I've got a couple of stories, but I, <laughs> Beth, um, I <laughs> used to hang out at their house all the time growing up. And, um, you know, I just got my peas and they owned the bakery and they wanted me to get something maybe for the bakery or maybe for dinner that night. And they said, you can have our car, just, um, you know, go to the butchers and get this and do that. And I'm like, all I heard was go get it. You've got the car. And I'm like, yes, I got a car. And so anyways, I'll get, try and keep it short, but drove into Aladala, had the music blaring. Um, and there's, there's a blind spot in their car that I didn't know about. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> It's quite a wide, it was quite a wide car. Anyways, and so I came through the um, give way sign, just didn't see anyone, so kept on going, ended up straight into the side of a Land Rover. And I was, I was so confused that what happened was I hit the side of this Land Rover and then I didn't know it was happening and then I think adrenaline kicked in as well and then because I hit it and then it went in front of me and then I ran up the back of it. And <laughs> he probably thought I was on, on drugs going crazy, like what is this guy doing? He got out of the car, oh! just like and I'm yeah anyways and so I had to call up Beth and Vit and kind of tell them oh hey guys what's going on yeah um no I didn't forget the sausages I <laughs> and you know it's hard to tell people bad news and another one I actually um reversed out of Mark and Liz's driveway in their car and I ran into the neighbor's car and <laughs> and um so I had like smashed the tail light it wasn't too much damage but I had two people to tell bad news to so I had to knock on Trevor's door at the time and, um, you know, tell him, oh, you parked your car at the front there? Yeah, I kind of just ran into the... And, it, and then I had to tell Mark and Liz, I'm like, oh, I ran their car. So I kind of, you know, nervously walked up the hallway and knocked on the doors. Hey, Rye, how you going? Yeah, good. And they laughed about it. They just thought it was funny. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, it's hard to tell people bad news. And so... But who knows, it's awesome to tell people good news. Like when you've got something good to tell people, you can't wait. I remember after Dean um, proposed to Rosie and she said yes. But I think you guys called me that night. Dean called me pretty much straight after. He was just so excited to tell people. He was, oh, I've been ringing people. It's the best, most exciting news. And, you know, when we have good news to share, it's so exciting. And it's not, it's not nerve-wracking. It's exciting to tell people. And so maybe if, it's, if you find it hard to tell people about Jesus, it's because you think there's bad news to tell them. And so then you kind of, oh, how should I tell them? Because, you know, if I tell them this, then what are they going to think of this? It just should be normal. It should just be like, I've got good news to tell. And, and like the Bible says that we should boast in Jesus. And so sometimes, you know, you've got some stuff you want to boast about 
with people. But the best thing to do is just boast about what God's doing in your life, who you know Jesus to be, and just to be honest with it. And, you know, the, the goal isn't to try and be more bolder, but maybe it's just to try and understand the good news more. Because if we understand how much God loves us, we'll want to share it with people. If we understand what God, if we just remember what God's done in, in, in my life and we just understand where he's brought you from and what he's got for you, you it's just going to be normal. It's going to seep out from you and you're going to want to tell people. Um, so, yeah, let's not try and, you know, oh, I just got to be confident. But just, just allow God to just continue um, to do the good work in you so that you've got good things to tell people. Um, yeah, like when I first became a Christian, I thought it out. I just, I just was like, okay. Like, so um, I just thought it, I just put it all up. I was like, okay, so I've got a few options here. I could just not like believe this and then I could just go live for myself and I'm like, okay, maybe I could be famous one day or maybe I could be a billionaire. And, you know, I just thought about all these things and I, thought, I just weighed up the options in my head. I was probably about, I don't know, 12 or 13. And I just weighed up all the options in my head. And I'm like, and it just sounded too good to not take up. I was like, okay, so Jesus died for me and he rose again. And all I have to do is believe it. And I get to live with God on earth forever and then, all, and then live with God in heaven forever. And I'm like... It's just too good not to take up. And I was like, it was just so simple. And I was like, well, might as well. And I was like, if it ends up being not true, like if it ends up being not the thing, I'll find out. And it, uh, <laughs> life is kind of like, have you ever played this Sudoku game? And sometimes you just got to put a number in and then, um, and then you'll end up filling in the blanks. And sometimes you just got to take a step of faith. Just take the next step that faith in front of you and you'll end up figuring out the rest. And, you know, um, I think I've been a Christian for 15 years now or so around that. You know, it was kind of, it was a long journey. And I think that's really important to remember too is, so if, you know, we're like, oh, I would really like my family to encounter Jesus or I'd really like my friends, you know, just think about how God, God dealt with you. It was slow. It was a journey. You know, I remember like I was a Christian, but I found it crazy that Jordan Garkett went to um, church every week. I was like, he was like, and I remember him saying, it's my commitment. And I'm like, wow. Imagine going to church every Sunday, you know, and now I do, and it's just a normal thing. But it's just, God just takes you on a journey, and, you know, we don't have to try and make people do anything. <laughs> um, so I've just got a few more verses. So Matthew 5, verse 13 to 16, God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public on a city, as a city on a hill, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you on a bucket, do you? I'm putting on your light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Um, can we skip forward to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6? Um, so... This is just talking about we've all, got a, we've all got a part to play in bringing the good news to people. And um, so it just says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. And I just love that because we, it, uh, I think it was Paul writing this, Corinthians. Um, so Paul planted, so he probably spoke the word. Apollos maybe gave around, came around to people and gave him encouragement, but God gave the growth. And so we don't have to ever try and make people grow. That's God's job, you know, like ultimately. Um, but we can water and we can plant, we can encourage people. And, you know, but we've all got a, a, just a small part to play. And it's, it's not much pressure. You just got to do what God's called you to do. And, um, you know, when I think about we've all got a part to play in this big picture um, that, 
you know, God's trying to spread the message public. He's trying to put, put this message out there that God loves everyone and that he wants everyone saved. So, but um, we all have a part to play. You know, I, when I even think about how the Bible was made, that it was, it was compiled of so many different creative people in different areas. So there was editors, artists, poets, prophets, teachers, storytellers. And, you know, and so the Bible that we've got maybe in your hand today, that was, um, you know, developed by people smart in te- technical stuff. And um, sometimes we take for granted the thing that we've got, say, the Bible. Do you know the Bible wasn't printed in a book form until like 1450 or something? And the guy um, basically invented the printing press, you know, like he, he pioneered that. And, um, and so, you know, it takes work. And so each of us, but each of us have a part to play. Everyone's just got one little bit to do. And so maybe you're gifted at sound. Maybe you're gifted at just having people over for dinner. Maybe you're gifted, whatever your gift is, God's put it in you for a reason. And, you know, maybe you're gifted at editing. Maybe you're a really awesome writer. And maybe you've got to start writing. Maybe, you know, there's, there's a part each of us can play. And it's, I can't tell you what it is because it's unique to you and it's unique to the, the call of God on your life. But we each have something to do. And, we, and um, it's exciting because I think we do see our Bible and we take that for granted. But that's thousands of years of people doing stuff inspired by God. And now we've got this package and we think, oh, that's, that's done. Now we've checked off that list. We've done the Bible. But... Do you know, like, for thousands of years, people didn't have a packaged Bible. Up until 500 years ago, we didn't have that thing. We just had manuscripts. And do you know what we relied upon? We relied upon meeting together and teaching one another. We, we, we relied upon word of mouth. We relied upon a community to teach each other. And so, um, yeah, that's just a side note. But, um, yeah, don't take it for granted. And also just think about what you can contribute. Maybe it's to the church. Maybe it's to a local thing. I don't know, maybe scripture in classes. Maybe there's just so many things you can do and it's not limited to um, what happens here on a Sunday. Because if it is, then we're missing out on six days of our life. You know, like this is only three hours on a Sunday. If that's the only time we serve God, then um, what are we doing with the rest? Um, like, yeah, it's, it's clear the Bible talks about that whatever you do, do it for God, you know, with all your heart. Um, so Romans 10, verse 13 to 17. So maybe get keys up, keys up on the Kirsty. Kirsty up on the keys. <laughs> um, is this all right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're just coming to a close. But <laughs> Romans 10, verse 13 to 17. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed and heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. And I just love that. It's just, how then will they call on me? Yeah. And God sends us into our worlds to have an impact um, for Christ. And... So I think we're just going to pray. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe you haven't heard the gospel before. Maybe um, you've never heard that, that Jesus came to earth as a man. So he's God and he came to earth as a man. And he took upon all our sins. So basically all the things that keep us away from God. He took it upon the cross and he died. Um, 
And then three days later, he rose again, conquering death and all, all sin. And it, so maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you've never understood what God loves me. Or, you know, there's all, there's all a step that we can take. Um, maybe you've never heard that. And maybe you've never believed that. Or maybe you've never started praying before. Or maybe you've done all those things and checked all those boxes. And maybe there's, um, you know, a friend that you can just pray for. Maybe there's always something else that we can do. And I, I just believe that God's going to just move us forward um, in, in unity together, but towards the good news, which is the gospel. And um, so God, I, I just, maybe let's all stand. Yep. Yeah, God, we just, um, just thank you, Lord, for every single person here, God. And I just, God, we just thank you, Lord, for the good news, which is the gospel, Lord. We pray, God, that you would impact each of us more, God, that we would understand, God, the, the heights and the depths and the width of your love for us, God. God, that all else would fade away, God, that the, the worries of this life, God, that we wouldn't be burdened by them a day longer, God, that we would just bring them, bring them to you right now, God. And God, we just pray, God, that whatever we have, God, we want to give it to you, Lord. We want to be like the boy with a loaf and two fish or whatever, God. And we've just got a small little gift. We've just got, you know, just maybe a word of encouragement to give to someone. Maybe we've got um, a house to open up to people, God, on a Sunday afternoon, Lord. We just want to give you everything, God. And we pray, God, that the good news, God, would go out from this place, Lord. And we would, we would no longer keep it a secret to ourselves, Lord. And we pray, God, that we would... Um, be impacted by, by your good news, Lord, so that we can take the good news, God, wherever we go. Awesome. That was so good, Ryan. Thank you. We don't, we have such good news to share and haven't we experienced that for ourselves and we're going to sing in a moment, but while everyone's eyes are closed, I just wanted to give an opportunity 